Welcome to Critical Cactus, where we talk about prickly subjects. And I'd like to point out that based on new information, it's okay to change your mind. Like, I can multitask. Well, like, no, you really can't. Welcome back to Critical Cactus. I'm your host, Adam Yax. With me today are my co-hosts, Tom Bagush and Adam Dominguez. Hi, guys. How you doing? Hey, everybody. Hello. How you guys doing okay? Can't no, I'm not going to answer your question. Oh. Can't complain. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I could I, complain, but I would just sound like I'm whining. I'm hypercritical of this intro. It does <laughs> It does sound like we're, we're dealing with some people who've done a little bit of research in critical thinking, is what it <laughs> sounds like to me. Today, we wanted to talk about critical thinking. That's the subject for today. And... Uh, I just wanted to ask you guys, what do you guys think of, I, before, I know we talked about this last week and we were going to talk about um, doing some research, but before your research, what did you think of? Identifying fake news. Okay. That's what you thought of? Well, I mean, that uh, that to me seems to be the most daily practical usage. Like, wait a minute, is this, you know. But before Trump came along, when somebody said critical thinking, what did you think? When I think critical thinking, I think of how many people don't seem to do it. Like, I, I've honestly never really considered myself to be, like, a deep thinker or even, like, that into critical thought. But I know so many people that are just willing to accept the world as it is or as they've initially perceived it. It's hard to believe those people are it, there. I mean, I, yeah, we it's all frustrating. are. But we all are yeah. that way It's for, for a lot of subjects. I'm that way for a lot of subjects. Finance, law. You give me that, you know, little bit of text at the bottom that says this is my end user license agreement. You guys reading that? Yeah, of course not. No. There's a lot of areas that we're all not critical thinkers in that area, I think. Yeah, I guess you actually you pose a valid point, and maybe you've even just changed my entire point of view, because I do realize that there's a lot of things that I don't critically think about. Okay, that's it. Show's over. Done. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's a human thing. That's why I say it. I, th- I don't see a downside to critically thinking. Okay. Unless you're like standing in the grocery store and you can't decide on two tubes of toothpaste and mm-hmm. you've been there for 35 minutes and you're sure. trying to pick one. and It can be just, paralyzing, absolutely. Yes, paralyzing. Thank mm-hmm. you. But, uh, you know, I'm talking about critically thinking and there's this uh, video on the internet I've seen of, uh, you know, this person arguing um, to reduce global warming. Why don't we just put air conditioners outside? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well thought out. Yeah, hey, that was a critical thought. Well, but I, I mean... Okay, maybe you want to give them some credit for critical thinking, but then if we just think through, I mean, anybody with any semblance of how things work uh, understand that an air conditioner is just a heat pump that moves heat from one location to another, and you're not going to cool down the entire. Oh yeah, the physics planet. of it. The yeah. physics of it doesn't work unless unless we took well, the heat course, exchange the, and we put it out in space. <laughs> right. Wow. Now we're then talking. We have to, yeah. Just a couple extension cords and <laughs> off we go. <laughs> Nobody thought that that was well thought out when we said that as a joke. Like, you know, that that was definitely not no, a good I mean, not solution. The, not our but audience, some, not but, the people that listen no, to this podcast. No, but somebody but thinks that, yeah. I think the you know, general population, everybody, everybody, myself included, could benefit from a little bit more critical thinking. You, you mentioned know? the word belief a little right. while ago. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't like that word. You know, do I believe the earth is round as people don't, apparently? It's a thing, flat earthers, you know. I love flat earthers. Of course I believe the earth is round, but do I know for a fact the earth is round? But do you have a belief that the the earth is round? Uh, Yes, I believe the earth is round. And you came to that belief from a judgment? Based on 
You know, I have seen pictures of around planet Earth. You're using critical thinking to conclude that. But I've only seen handmade drawings of a flat Earth. You know, I have seen the arc of the horizon from the plane window. I have seen ships disappear as they sail away. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the Earth is a sphere for the same reason a soap bubble is a sphere. And the moon is a sphere, and it's not right. so it's crazy to think there'd be a sphere. In so space. I have you a have question. Gravity, at at what point does it stop being a belief and become a fact? That's what I don't know. Like, I believe it's round, but can I definitively say it's round? Yeah. Based on all the evidence that I have, I will say the Earth is round. But for but a long time, people thought factually that we actually are touching this table. And we now know with, you know, electromagnetism that you're never actually making contact with this table. There's magnetic forces that are keeping electrons from actually allowing you to, tush, to touch each other. And there's... Mo- uh, molecules are like 99% empty space or something. There's the whole... Well, atoms. Uh, atoms, yeah. Atoms the, the whole thing it starts to break down and break down. And when you think you, you know when you have this, this proof or evidence, like this truth. I don't know why people have such a hard time being wrong um i remember for a long time i used to believe uh i actually learned in boot camp that uh part of the eisenhower interstate system was that one out of every five miles had to be straight and flat for emergency use as a runway yeah i'd always heard that too but uh i did some research and it turns out that that is a common myth uh an urban legend and it i was kind of shocked because i mean that was that was taught to me uh by a reputable source uh-huh. and what you thought was a reputable source well it's true but they Could probably just learned it from they learned it from someone and they learned it from someone uh, yeah um yeah but it's like okay them. so i did my research and i'm wrong or i was wrong either way why why can't people just move on be like oh yeah i guess i should change my mind here's some new data that's well the thing is i mean i don't know that that's a great um example because there's no negative impact in your life as to whether or not you're correct about that i was in an argument with my wife about it or she well i was telling my wife about it right and so i was like oh here i'll prove i'm right i went and looked it up on my phone while she's driving along and uh it negatively impacted me because i was wrong i do hate when i I go to look prove somebody wrong and i end up being the wrong one but i'm willing to admit it i mean at the end of the day i guess i'm i'm grateful that i'm no longer spreading misinformation but um, I mean, I wouldn't say that, that that piece of information was a foundational structure of my belief system or, you know, my house of world views. You know, it wasn't like I moved this phenomenal load-bearing wall. Mm-hmm. Um, but how did you feel about it? Do you feel like it may have... I've heard that the MRI studies show that, you know, when somebody questions a worldview, big or small, there's this visceral almost, you know... We've talked about it before. The reaction is, is like you're being attacked. Do you feel like you felt any of those emotions or any of those chemicals started to come out where you didn't really mean them to? Like you were defending this position that was undefendable, but kind of did it anyway, or no? Not at that time. I've had that happen to me before, actually. Um, we were talking about Linux versus Windows versus Mac with uh, somebody who didn't know anything about computers and I found myself getting heated mm. heated talking to this guy but you didn't care well I I, I, I was surprised at how uh, I, you know I felt like a puffer fish who was puffed up you know yeah I felt you know like how could this guy be sitting here telling me 
X, Y, and Z when it's clearly A, B, and C. Yeah. What is wrong with this guy? Um, you know, just it, it's surprise. It's a small thing, but it, I, I mean, it's surprising. And I, I know if if that's what I'm talking about. You know, if people feel attacked when we're talking about you know yes, Xbox do. versus PlayStation or Ford versus Chevy, can or, you? Yeah, can you, you imagine know, how bad it is if it's for my God versus ideology? Your God. Yeah. yeah, you know, this is the foundation. This is the universe and everything. Can Can one of you guys explain to me your interpretation of ideology? I'll leave that to you, Tom. I don't. I don't really know. Like, if something is an ideological argument versus a objective or subjective, or I don't know. I guess I could internet it. Yeah. You know, um, the funny thing is, I was just thinking about this too. It's it's amazing how technology has impacted the way we talk, think, and argue. Like, it used to be that if you didn't believe somebody, like you just had to sit there and be like, no, <laughs> and that was it. Now you're like, well, let me just Google it. But Google is a big problem, too, because then... You can find misinformation, and you're then, you, like, then you take that as fact. Somebody says, oh, that never happened, and you just search for that thing. Like, that UFO never happened in Sedona, and then you go, well, let me just search for Sedona and UFO, and bam, there you go. Like, no, that's not how it works. And you you can't have the conclusion at the beginning of your search. Was that right, your then you're confirmation not look, bias? You're not right? looking for information. You're just looking for stuff that backs up like, your argument. See, Bigfoot's real. Google can make you know that it's real very quickly. Do you have proof that Bigfoot is not real? <laughs> you <laughs> can't prove can't the negative. Can't prove the negative. Damn. <laughs> Again? Yeah, it's still the physics of it. You still can't do it. No. So according to the dictionary, ideology is a system of ideas and ideals, especially one that forms the basis of economic or political theory and policy. I'm curious about your opinion of ideology when somebody has a position and you feel like that's a position. Do you ever do you ever have that thought, oh, that's a position they hold from an ideological perspective, not from a logical perspective? Uh, honestly, I don't think I've ever thought that deep <laughs> about someone's beliefs or, or ideas. Mm. So I grew up in the Bible Belt, okay? Deep South, mm-hmm. uh, outskirts of Atlanta. My parents were not very religious, but I mean, I would say they, they are in some sort religious we had uh i think like there was a cross on the wall in the house and my mother used to wear like some praying hands necklace or whatever but we never went to church or whatever and when you grow up i mean you're surrounded by everybody who Mm. goes to church oh yeah you know and it's not a matter of do you go to church it's which church do you go to but i wasn't particularly religious i went to church a couple of times uh with my friends like we'd have sleepovers or something and that was part of the agreement it's like well if you want to have a sleepover on saturday night we're getting up early to go to church and you're coming with us it's like okay i can do that never never really sunk in for me but i mean i never i never sat down and had that conversation with myself about wait a minute what the hell do i really believe until i was probably late teens maybe 20 21 22 and it's like, wait a minute. I walk down the street and I've got one church telling me this is how it is. I can go 50 meters further and I've got a different church telling me something completely different, telling me the first guy's wrong and the second guy's right. So which am I supposed to believe? I mean, they both can't be right. Whichever one's closer to your house. But you know what? They can both be wrong. And I started reading and did a little more and a little more research and it's like, wait a minute. Yeah, all this religion stuff kind of tastes like bullshit to me mm-hmm. delicious delicious bullshit it's not really delicious though i mean religion isn't like a set of 
rules that lets you live a happier life. I, like every religion that I've ever partaken in is always like designed around making you miserable. Yeah, constraints, <laughs> and these are the rules you have to follow. It's or, all about what you can't do, not or what else. you can do. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe we can get into that and how that um, relates to critical thinking because I think it's a big, big part of it, and ideology is a big part of it. If you're not taught to think critically, if you don't grow up thinking critically, if you don't, if you're just taught from the time you're little to accept this is how it is, you will believe your elders, you will believe what you're told in Sunday school, you will believe what your peer groups think. You know, I mean, you're not. It's unlikely that you're ever going to question any of that. Today's episode is brought to you by one in one Web Hosting. With managed cloud hosting options, you can run your company, your website, your blog, or fully hosted stack of servers, including Linux and Windows. We love WordPress here at Critical Cactus, and uh, the WordPress community around one in one is a deep well of knowledge that can keep your site new and relevant for years to come. What we need you to do is go to criticalcactus.net forward slash one in one. Go there, set up your site. We know you have ideas that will change the world. Don't hesitate. Go there and start today. Thank you so much for your help with this. Now, back to the show. I'd like to point out, based on new information, it's okay to change your mind. Yeah, better. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's new information all the time. That's yeah. the whole point. D-Man, you had uh, some opinions about or had done some research regarding what others think about critical thinking and why it's not necessarily considered a good thing. Can you talk to us about that? No, because you put me on the spot. No. <laughs> Jerk. Um, well, everybody thinks. Right. So we, we I mean, think I everybody think the, thinks. <laughs> no, everybody so, thinks. So based off of what I've read, the, the primary thing that people think when they hear critical thinking, first of all, is that it's a negative. Like if you think, if, if you hear someone's like, oh, they, you know, they do critical thinking, they, they assume that they're just critical of things and criticizing, criticizing and being critical of something and being and criticizing something is are two totally different things. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it it's just you know it's just like the the definition that we read. It's being objective and you know analyzing the situation in order to form an opinion or judgment. It's not like well this just sucks. <laughs> yeah, everything's it's, critical. Everything is negative. Or it's also not trying to find the bad in everything. It's not like if someone's like. Um, Hey, you know, I was thinking about taking this ice chest and getting in it and sliding down to the bottom of this rocky hill. I think it's going to be super fun. And someone says, "Ah, it sounds pretty dangerous. Oh, why you got to be so critical of everything? Always overthinking." I mean, you're not you're not being critical. Yeah, of, let, no. Let yeah. the other guy That's a good go example. first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is a good example, though. I mean, I was trying to think of a couple because I do that a lot. I I, I ask somebody, "Why are you doing that?" And they assume. When I'm asking that question, it's because I I think they shouldn't be doing it or something like that. Like, no, I was I was just I was just asking the question so that I could find the answer. I, I just <laughs> want to know your thought process uh, yeah. behind this really bad idea. <laughs> Maybe it's a bad idea, <laughs> but I mean, sometimes it's just like, why are you carrying that ice over there? You know, yeah, like, yeah. well, because 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 you know, and they get defensive about something. Like, I wasn't. I, I just really wanted to know the answer to that question. I think sometimes it's the way I ask it. But. That is really weird how people sometimes become defensive when you ask them a question that, and you weren't really trying to like destroy their whole worldview. Uh, yeah. I was just asking a question. I wanted to know the answer. I'm guilty of that. Are what? You? I'm being defensive. When somebody asks you a question, yeah. Like completely innocently. I don't, I don't. 
pick you out as being that way? Like, yeah, I've a, never as a, no. Well, as like you're a not married to me. <laughs> so the That's other day, I, um, I went to the thrift store, found myself a fabulous brand new pair of shoes. Brand new. Like, maybe they'd been worn around the store once. They were like 15 bucks. Just real quick, did you start singing, I'm going to pop some tags? <laughs> Every <laughs> single time. Okay. Um, so I went home. I had these shoes on. I go home. I'm like, I got these new shoes. I'm excited about these shoes. I wear them home. And my wife asks me, you know, hey, nice shoes. Where'd you get them? Inquisi- inquisitive question. Yeah, That's all. Like, hey, yeah. you got some new shoes. Where'd you get them? Yeah. But in my head, what I heard was, do you really need another pair of <laughs> shoes? How much did those cost? Are you out spending more money again? Uh, right. You know, yeah. Completely off the mark. Yeah. You yeah, know? Yeah. Um, so I think perception has a lot to do. You can't do much. You can't do much about it when somebody does that. You just, I mean. Perception I, is reality. When I ask questions like that, I always just say, I'm curious. I was just curious. Yeah. And then, but the problem is. <laughs> no is offense. Yeah. You don't get an answer, though. They just dismiss you. Like, hey, um, why are you walking around with a block of ice on your head? <laughs> what do you want to know? I, I, it's, it's just my God requires it. Why, yeah. do you, why yeah. are you taking my God down like that? <laughs> Wait, what? Like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Slow it down. Well, um, without good training, um, the human brain, which is thinking constantly, um, does have some biases. And our thinking is distorted i think um even with training it has biases even with training it's distorted right um but it can sometimes be partial thoughts like the air conditioner being put outside i think is a partial thinking uh issue where it wasn't fully thought out yeah it's just partially like hey you know i thought the first step of the thinking was right like oh this air conditioner cools down it cools down air let's just put it outside i I like (laughs) that line of reasoning better than you know i would just sit here and mock the person yeah no but it's like no give them some credit they're they're on at least a track maybe not the right track with a little bit but they're going you can give them some guidance they can assurances well and you know with that comment like something that i know i'm guilty of and maybe we maybe we all are is I do tend to say things just off the cuff and it's more of a just an option to get the ball rolling than it is really like my definitive answer. Sure. So if somebody asked me like, hey, Adam, how do you how do you solve global warming? I'd be like, I don't know, just make some ice and throw it outside. I mean, obviously, <laughs> that's not going to fix it. And obviously, I know with any kind of thought beyond the surface that that's not going to work. But it does kind of get the ball rolling. And the problem is, is that when people of authority say things like that, media sound bites it and then that's like the only thing that they've ever said critical thinking is actually a learned process i think you can actually take multiple courses on the idea of critical thinking it's not a simple thing like oh okay an objective analysis but no no actually there's a lot of training i was curious about that as you put that in there about how critical thinking uh, requires training like do we receive critical training or critical thinking training in like grade school or even high school? I, I kind of want to no, say it's a no. Higher, it's a higher education thing. There's there's critical thinking courses and there's logical, um, well, logic courses. Can can you read? Mm, yeah. Okay. Um, so I read this a book weird once. Weird question. <laughs> it's a valid question. We're talking about critical it, thinking. You can't take any assumptions here. Exactly. I've been in <laughs> I've been in places where that's not an insulting question. No, for sure. Well, no, I just, he, he's just been reading off the screen here. So. <laughs> Maybe he remembers. This is an impressive it. parlor what? trick. Yeah. <laughs> so we're, we're talking about making uninformed decisions and being taught, uh, you know, how to critically think. And there's a, a book called Stranger in a Strange Land by okay. Robert Heinlein okay. um, about 
some human who is raised by Martians and then comes back to Earth to live with humans. Okay. Um, and in this book, it's been, God, years since I've read it, uh, there is a, a class of people in the book who is trained to think critically. So mm. when you ask them, uh, what color is that house over there? They will say, it's white on this side. So they don't even assume that it's white all around or white on the other side. And sure. if they walk around the house, they wouldn't assume that it would stay white on that one side mm. where they were. Oh, right. Because that's they're just going by exactly what they observe at that moment. Mm. It's white on this side. That can be a profound thought and I think can can also make it a good point as to why we make the assumptions we do. Yeah. And why our thinking is the way it is. Because if you don't assume that that is a lion all the way around, when all you see is maybe a tail sticking out of a bush. The the three blind men feeling the elephant. You know, one guy oh, yeah. grabs the ear, one guy grabs the tail, one guy grabs the leg. They all have a different idea of what an elephant is. We do fill in what's on the other side of that house with the color of the other side of that house. We do that in our minds is is an important shortcut that we have to take. You know, we have to take that important shortcut. You don't yeah. you don't go around the whole house and 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 verify the color all the way around. You just say it's a white house. Now when somebody's coming from a different angle and they see green on that side, sure, you have that ability to make that flaw. And the person goes, "Well, I didn't stop at the white house." You know, there was a greenhouse, but I went right by it because you told me to stop at the White House. Well, that chance is there for that mistake, and that's what happens with the human thinking is we we do have – I mean, most of the time, the idea – you looked at the side of the house that was white and said, oh, you know, meet me at this White House. Yeah, there's a chance for the flaw, but if you go based on the chance for the flaw – you're not going to get there. I, I'm talking about evolutionarily speaking over the long arc of human – existence you you kind of have to take a lot of those shortcuts and i th- and that's what we're stuck with now and i don't think they're flaws i think that they're necessary and we and we end up with it and i'm going to get there a little bit more but um those big assumptions are a big part of why we fall into these fallacies i agree there's too much information all day every day our brains parse out lots of extraneous unneeded unnecessary information but we ha- you're right we have to be taught how to think critically now, I work with computers. They, there's no gremlins in there. There really isn't. They they just do what you tell them to do. They're ones and zeros, and they do the thing. Um, and if you're wrong about diagnosing them, then you'll know it because you'll say, oh, that's this. And it, it's it'll objectively going to either, won't. yeah. I mean, you don't have this uh, subjective answer. Um, and I think physicians do the same thing. I think they have to get it right, and so they use... Um, a lot of diagnostic methods that are fantastic for people who are studying critical thinking. Taking a look at what's going on with these physicians and how they diagnose and uh, whatnot is very important. But real quickly, um, some of the base of what these doctors are doing is that they they name things. Everything's got these names, and these names are super important because a name means a whole lot of other things. You, You can break down your thinking and use just this one word to mean a whole bunch of other things. So it could mean so the word might be a diagnosis, it might be whatever it is, but um, the name can help you then realize all the different symptoms that might be associated to it, how it happened, how to treat it, what the you know protocols are for it. 
Um, we do the same thing in the computer industry. You know, we have names for certain things. We, we have diagnostic. So what you're saying is we have to be very careful of the language that we use because the words we use represent ideas. And by manipulating language, we can manipulate our ideas. That's a very good point. I think that's I mean, what you're saying, which is a very good thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> is, is that the difference between, say, a government representative and a leader? Or I, global warming and climate change? Vocabulary. It forms our ideas. Well, if you, th <laughs> if, if you can culturally make people think that malignant means something different than it really means, then you can change a lot of people's minds about a lot of different subjects because you just took one word that means something and make it mean something else, like hypothesis. Theory of evolution. Or theory. You can take these words and you can put them in, you know, layman terms and, and make them mean something completely different for when we're all talking amongst each other than what it means when a scientist says it. This magnetic bracelet has been scientifically studied. Energy. These right. crystals have energy. Well, but, uh. I mean, that's not you manipulating vocabulary to prove your point. That's you using words that people are comfortable with to misinform. To misinform. Like, it has been scientifically studied. That, the that's, results that of that study fact, were yeah. nil. Yeah. Well, when, when somebody says that you know your energy in your body is going to be changed because you're going to take this pill, E equals MC squared. You know, I mean, energy, we know what it means. Right. So what are you talking about exactly? Like, can you point to this thing you're calling energy? Because it's not what we call energy. It's a completely different thing. Why don't people do this? Path of least resistance. I think that is probably, in like in my in my situation that's the main driver behind not critically thinking like you yeah. you look at, at a situation and you're like yeah just go whichever way is the easiest mm -hmm. path of least resistance less effort i i was wondering um i think a lot of people have often wondered why do we feel exhausted when we're thinking about something when you actually have to sit down and break it down into smaller parts and try to figure out how things are connected together and do all this it can be exhausting um, the SAT f is a very good example of getting exhausted. Um, the brain consumes a lot of energy. It does, but the question was, does it consume more when you're thinking about something? I would assume so. I mean, it's just like your heart. Your heart doesn't consume as much energy when it's just chilling out versus when you're running. That makes sense, but let's think critically about that. Why don't people think critically? Our, the previous topic we were just talking, the, the example that you used was physicians. Mm -hmm. If I have a medical problem, I go see a physician. Uh, I can go get a second opinion, but I go to that person for their expert advice. You know, the same re the same way I'd go to a lawyer if I needed legal advice. Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not informed enough on the subject. No. To, I'm not a doctor. You know, I I know I'm not a doctor, so I'm gonna take my doctor's advice. Now, maybe that's good advice. I hope it's good advice. Maybe yeah. it's not, but. We can expand that when we have somebody who's talking about a topic that is medical in nature. You get used to listening to the experts. You get used to just taking other people's advice, people who know what they're talking about, so-called subject matter experts. Why wouldn't you just take their advice? I do it all day, every day. I, I, I need help with this database, you know, so I call up the database SME. As a path of least resistance... I think that's what we do. We do stand on the shoulders of people who have the answers to these bigger questions, and we say, well, I'll make this decision based on that input, and here I go. So I, I, think, we, I think that's unavoidable. 
Well, I, and I think where it gets called into question where we don't do that is when it challenges one of our core beliefs. Mm. Um, you know, like like Tom said, you know, in his in his everyday work, if he doesn't know something about a database, he's going to go to the subject matter expert or SME because it's, you know, he knows that they're an expert in the field and they're obviously going to have the answers. But that's because he's looking for an answer. If If somebody comes up to you and, and says something that challenges your core belief, you're you're not going to be like oh well you seem to be an expert in the field I believe you <laughs> right yeah that's yeah. a good point yeah I mean people people will do stupid I mean get into fistfights which is better Toyota or Nissan Ford or Chevrolet I mean Nissan based yeah. on Consumer Reports and Kelly <laughs> Blue Book values well I disagree <laughs> I drive Toyota I mean you can disagree all you want that doesn't make you right I, <laughs> I I wish for your citations to be sent to me and then I will come up with my own citations and uh, and probably create a few. No, I would never <laughs> create one. Get on no, Wikipedia no? and start editing some yeah, things. Go. I know how to use graphs in Excel. Sub- Watch this. Submit complaints to the, <laughs> yeah. to the Better Business Bureau. I wanted to just ask the question, do we burn more calories when we're thinking? And I think the overall conclusion is no, believe it or not. Um, but it's highly likely that we do burn more glucose. So overall calories, probably the same number of calories because the brain is extremely hungry for calories all the time. And the tiny bit of extra that's required for you to do some calculations doesn't actually exceed what's necessary to keep neurons fired anyway because you can't just leave a neuron around. It needs to fire. Whether you're using it or not using it, it needs to be firing. So the amount of burned uh, uh, calories or joules or however you want to calculate that that. Uh, that heat loss, it is going to happen whether you're thinking about something or not. However, levels of glucose, you, the amount of sugar you have to bring into the brain to do some thinking is, is a lot. So your brain can't really run on the proteins that you're eating, but it can use the glucose up pretty quickly. That explains why I have such a sweet tooth. <laughs> you're a big thinker. Yeah. Word. <laughs> so um, glucose levels in studies do drop when they're given cognitive study cognitive tests when people are asked to do a lot of uh, heavy lifting in the brain. Um, they have found a few calculations that can spike your CPU in your brain that can give it 100% and make you basically stop your car. And you, you, you will easily prove to yourself that you are not a multiprocessor. You can't do more than one thing at a time. You really can only do one thing. You might be able to do motor cortex things and some memory things and some calculation things in a quick switch between them. Yes. But you're still doing one at a time. You're it's, really not doing It's really one. weird that you brought that up. I yeah. just had this conversation with some friends. I okay. was talking about how the brain is actually a single core CPU. They're like, no, it's not. It's I not multi-threaded. It's not multi-threaded, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, I can multitask. I'm like, no, you no, really you, you can't. can't. You, you can just... task switch really quickly. And, and sometimes terribly. Yeah, and sometimes terribly. <laughs> yes. You switch back and go, where was I again? Now, I would have come to the opposite conclusion. You sound like a smart guy. You sound like a guy who's done your research. So I'm going to believe you when you say that heavy thinking does not burn more calories. But based on my own experience, if I sat down and I thought about this as objectively as I could, I can tell you that when I'm stuck behind a computer all day and I'm, I'm not physically active, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm just buried in problems and, and mm-hmm. whatever, and I am exhausted yeah. at the end of the day. I know, it. I know it. And it's not as if you're not justified in that thinking. Nobody's saying that you didn't uh, 
um, it, you know, exhaust some resources, what they're having a hard time calculating and measuring, which is a scientific thing, just because you can't measure it doesn't mean it's not there. Like, we only use 20% of our brain. No, you could only figure out how to measure 20% of our brain. <laughs> we use all of our brains. Stop saying that. But if there's a calorie problem, we haven't found it. We haven't been able to measure it. So what we have been able to measure is the glucose issue. And it's a real thing. Okay, we're going to stop here and take a break for our next sponsor, Book Place Selling Thing. Yes, we have a book place selling thing. Buy yes, your books do. at book place selling thing. Yes. We <laughs> no, sell them. You can sell them there too. Oh, if, buy you and sell. if you have buy some old school sell. books, you can sell them there. It is actually pretty cool. You buy a school book, it's expensive. Yes. It is not cheap. No, so, we're you can go hundreds get of dollars. This is basically like the Craigslist of school books kind of sort of like you, well, Ex- you could probably exclusively in textbooks. Well, yeah, I think so. I think that's their specialty is textbooks. Yeah. So cool. if you're looking for a textbook in your class and your teacher says, you know, school's coming up. New classes are starting here in the next uh, two weeks. I need you to buy the most current version of my book that I wrote. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no. And we'll use three questions out of the whole thing. But they have um, all of the books used at a very reasonable price and tuition's already expensive enough. So go to the book place that's what what's going in. on here i'm gonna insert that <laughs> yeah okay. i don't remember what it was even what it's called if we remembered what it was called <laughs> you would be like oh oh okay <laughs> wouldn't we turn into an advertisement no we have that yeah. haven't oh. you listened to the podcast <laughs> we've got this no, no. book place every <laughs> e-campus just need to take a quick break to mention our sponsor e-campus do you have textbooks well sell them shop shipping is free uh, get paid or get an in-store credit for books that you need for the next class that you have, uh, go to criticalcactus.net forward slash ecampus and sell your books today. Now back to the show. The takeaway was that you do feel exhausted, and that's what you were saying, Tom, yep. is you, know, you go through like an SAT or something and boom, you feel this exhaustion, even, and I, I often wonder if it's because you're thinking about something you don't want to think about. What's my incentive for thinking critically? I mean, really, if if you well, can't that's even perfect. if you can't even do this under laboratory conditions, what you know yeah. me, Joe Schmo, hanging out at home on the couch? Why am I even going to bother? We have kind of an internal brain and an external brain, sort of. I mean, your brain. I just heard this the other day. Your brain is think of it like. It's in the dark. It doesn't have any nerve endings. It's moist in there. It doesn't know anything about what's really going on. All it has is electrical stimulation. It has these electrical patterns happening that it has to translate. So it's doing this pattern finding and all these little tiny electrical impulses that are happening in there that are coming from your, you know, sensory input. But it doesn't know that, you know, it's just trying to figure things out. So there's a spark. All, your eyeball sees electricity. Okay, a photon has hit a cone. It's sent an electric shock. Your brain sees the electric shock. So what? So what? It sees an electric shock. So it needs to figure out what that means. And pattern finding alone lets it figure it out in a lot of ways. So this pattern finding that's happening inside the brain is is also saying what's the you know what what kind of a reward will I get when I do X Y or Z? It starts to get really complicated really fast, but you know a five year old kid understands the rules of language without being told there are rules of language. You know, this stuff happens through pattern finding. Um, And the brain is really, really good at that. So 
um, one of the things that the brain's trying to do is get that dopamine fix. So if it sees a donut, if it wants to sit and take a nap, if it wants to have sex, if it wants to have uh, a drink, if it wants some drugs, if it needs to gamble, it's going to get this reward. And gaming isn't much different from that. You're going to get video a reward games. from a video game. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Candy Crush, they spend a lot of money trying to figure out how to get that dopamine level just right at the right timing. So that just as it starts to go down, boom, you get another fix, and then boom, you get another fix, and it just keeps you going. I'm gonna have to start playing Candy Crush. I do not have a Candy Crush edition. It is the most easily put downable game for me. <laughs> what what game can you not put down? There's a game out there. Oh, there is. You are you gonna are you gonna admit to it, or is it? No, I mean, there's no need to. I'm not gonna give them advertising. Oh, okay, <laughs> all right, yeah, that's true. Well, the the point of that whole piece was to transition to our. Uh, guest today. We have a professional gamer on with us today. He's a Twitch streamer who, um, I don't know what games you actually stream, but um, Jordan is with us today. I guess Overwatch and Hearthstone. Close. Uh, so hi, I'm Jordan. Hi, um, Jordan. Th- thanks for joining us today. Thanks really for having me. Um, yeah. Sorry I'm late. Uh, <laughs> no, <it's not. laughs> so yeah, I do uh, I do a Twitch stream, uh, twitch.tv slash fandago521. Um, Can you say that back a little bit slower? No, just do it backwards. Twitch.tv slash 125. Actually, it's not even that anymore. It's Bonza Plays. Um, there will be a link in our show notes. Yes, yeah, I, will, I will give you guys a link to put in the show notes. Sure. I apologize. I just went through a rebranding. Um, but yes, uh, to answer D-Man's question, um, I play a lot of Overwatch and I play a lot of League of Legends. Those are my two main games. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Gotcha. Any others? Disarm the bomb. Well, that's one of keep them. Keep talking and nobody explodes. That's a really yeah, fun, That's yeah. a really fun game. Uh, yeah. That's a VR game. It's that's a lot of fun. It's it's partner, so it's really cool. Um, now you have sponsors. Yes, I do this have what, sponsors. This is what makes you a professional gamer. That you Technic- have sponsors. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's how that works. Um, so how how lucrative is that? I mean, yeah. It's. I mean, it's not like. Does it pay for your gas or does it pay for your rent? How much money do you make? Yeah, I mean, without saying it straight <laughs> up, like, should I quit my job? Actually, yes, how much money do you have on you? Yeah, right <laughs> from from the sponsors themselves, not much. The sponsors more give me, um, you know, gaming gear. They give me chairs, headphones, okay. mi- microphones. Would have been nice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, in terms of actually streaming. Um, I do accept donations, and I'm making enough to pay the rent every month. Wow. Nice. Just mm-hmm. from donations of, of you watching me and saying, hey, I like what you're doing. Here's five bucks. That's cool. We uh, we also accept donations. We have a Patreon account. Yeah, we have we no have idea how to actually send you there, but we do have <laughs> one. <laughs> Maybe you asked Jordan. Yeah, probably, Jordan, you're going to have to help us out. Probably Patreon slash uh, Critical Cactus, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, there. probably. Probably. Yeah. I'll, f- I'll find it for you. Thank you. So and I then donate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please do find it if you've got enough for rent. You can so, send some of it this way. So the other thing, without um, not just um, kind of going into this Patreon thing, um, mm-hmm. not just donations, I have a sub button, so you can actually subscribe to me, um, and you give me monthly money every month, oh, which okay. is nice. Yeah. Um, same thing with Patreon. You guys, once you get that up and running, you'll have um, people that'll actually give you, you know, five, ten bucks a month or mm-hmm. whatever, whatever your tiers are, um, and it'll help you guys. Definitely. Now, do you give anything special to those people? Um, yes and no. I mean, I have um, nudes. No, no <laughs> nudes. No nudes of me yet. <laughs> TM. Yeah. Uh, 
but um, you know, I do have like a like a sub day. I'll do like every Sunday or something. I'll I'll set aside, make the chat just subs and play with uh, all my subs and followers. And oh, okay, yeah. So it's exclusive club. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. it's not physical means. Like I'm not giving you something. Right. But no. I'm yeah. playing a game with you. Uh huh. So. What games do you have subscribers on? Are those the ones you're talking about, Overwatch and uh, League? Yeah. So people say, oh, Jordan's about to play. They get a notification of some sort, and they go on there. Yep. And they enjoy it. And now, they enjoy it because of your commentary or because of your game style, or are they learning from you, or it's just entertainment? Uh, I am absolutely terrible at video games. Um, oh, all right. So, so they go to see how not to so do it. So they go how to or they go to see how to not play. Um I do like to think that they like my commentary as well. Oh, I try okay. to be very very active with the chat and very um I, I try to incorporate a lot of a lot of them into what I'm doing. So mm-hmm. there's hope for me. Yes, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, uh re- relating back to to our topic today, I I've always kind of wondered about video games because People say that video games are a way to sit back and relax and basically just kind of turn your brain yeah, off. Yeah, but like I, I think that may have been true. Like when the games were like Pong. That's funny. I was thinking Pong too. But I mean, today's games they really require critical thought. You've got to make active decisions. You can't Split just split second decision making. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I mean, I grant you, there's no real life consequences to making a bad decision, but there are in-game consequences. And if that's your particular quote-unquote drug of choice. Those consequences can feel just as bad as a real life consequence. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, can I? Uh, you were talking about, uh, you know, our brains push us towards anything that gives us that dopamine hit, whether it's sex or drugs or mm-hmm. prayer or gaming. At what point does a gaming hobby become a gaming obsession? Become a gaming addiction? No, oh, that's a good question. And that's the same question about food. The same question about uh, meth. I mean, there's a certain level. Wait, no, that's not no. True. I'm pretty sure meth is always bad. <laughs> yeah. But food. I mean, isn't food definable? Because I mean, Sugar. if you if you're eating as a quote unquote hobby and you're gaining weight from it, I mean, then it's not really healthy anymore. What if? Well, I've been trying to gain weight. Um, it's not really working. Well, one, get rid of your tapeworm. Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, every, everybody's it's showing. Everybody's different. I get it. it. So, so you know, when I mean, if you want to get fat, I can help. You know, I mean, <laughs> I've I've met people that were functional alcoholics. I mean, they were clearly alcoholics, yeah. but they they could get through the day. They held a job. They had an apartment and a place to live. You know, mm-hmm. um, so I guess you know, would you say it's an addiction when you can't function without it? When it starts to impact your life? I was going to say, yeah. isn't addiction defined as having a negative impact on your everyday life? I don't, I don't know because what do you deal with? Uh, we, we're going to have to do a whole. What does the internet define? Critical. Th- let's just hold off on it because there's a whole critical thinking path we need to go through, and do a podcast on addiction. Sounds fun to explore. It does because it's a big subject. I mean, we're already just barely seeing the the top edge of this of this huge iceberg yeah and that's good because uh, the definition has itself has its own word in the explanation oh I hate no. that. That's yeah. always a good definition. Yeah. i would argue that you can get a dopamine fix out of gaming regularly without being good at it and without critically thinking about it because you're going to accomplish the next goal you're going to get the next badge you're going to do whatever it is that they want you know well and here's my take on it and this is where i i consider the whole gaming addiction to be a quote-unquote negative is that if you are addicted to to gaming or if you do do it like religiously um even if it is a game that requires you to think critically 
uh, you expend so much of your energy thinking about that game that when you're not playing, you don't really want to critically think about anything else mm. because now you need a break from all that thinking. So yeah, it's it's taking away your your mental faculties even when you're not doing. Maybe Jordan can even like confirm or deny this. This happens to him, but like when I get done with a particularly long session of gaming, like I have a difficulty even deciding like what I want to do for dinner. Like really? I'm just done. Like my brain doesn't want to work anymore. It needs to just not think about things. Do you feel that same way? Yeah, uh, I mean, definitely uh, going on what Demon's saying. Um, you know, I have a full day of streaming, and then right after I'm done, I have this this way that I that I calm down. I guess I actually um, have to take a nap, or else I can't think about anything. I can't. Really? I don't know what I want for dinner, as Demon said. I don't know what I want to do. Um, I don't want to play video games anymore for the rest of the day. So once I'm how done long, streaming... Yeah, how long is your full day? Is it the next day you're okay again? The next day I'm okay. Um, f- full day would probably be about 8 to 10 hours. Um, I have done 12 and 24-hour streams, and those are really taxing on you. Like, days afterwards, oh, you're yeah. not okay. Really? Yeah. I never even thought of that. 24 hours of straight streaming a game hours while you're talking games, yep. and playing. Yep. And it's the same game. Um mixed games yes and no it depends um depends on what i'm playing um i can play overwatch for 24 hours it's not as if there's not you know i mean amateur gamers will do that for 24 hours it's not like only professionals will do that but you don't have to stream to do that some people will just sit there and play i remember call of duty was a big deal right well and you can imagine how much more difficult it's got to be for jordan considering that he's not just playing a game where he's got to think you know critically he's also got to entertain his fans Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. that's the big thing is is I can sit there and play a game for 24 hours and not talk to anyone, and I'd be fine. The it's fact, different. Yeah, yeah you're the, the fact that I have to engage to, mm-hmm. you know, all my viewers, the, you know, 100 people that I, that I see in the chat room throughout the, the 12 hours, you know, I need to introduce myself to them. I need to talk to them. I need to say, hey, how you doing? You know, and it's just, it's very taxing because you want to try to keep them there watching you, and that's, that's a huge thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the stress of just being able to play at a level that they they're interested in watching, and the str- yeah, I can definitely see the cognitive uh, requirement there. It also makes me wonder if you know, because a lot of people they, I mean, not going to say a lot of people, but I think the the uh, the social norm is to like when you get home from work is to sit down and watch television. Yeah, let it wash over you. Right, mm-hmm. and I've also wondered if that has a similar effect because when you watch a show, they say that you aren't thinking when you watch a show, and maybe it depends on what kind of show you're watching. Yeah, like if you watch tri- uh, like crimes or you know uh, crime dramas or documentaries or things, like can but you, you don't get, you don't have to like make sure that you got the right answer because they're gonna tell you, you know, I mean. It's not really a mystery of suspense when they tell you. Well, but <laughs> right. But I can watch Law and Order and I can try to figure it out and you put can. the clues together. You can. But you can also if you're if you're tired, you can just relax and be like, Oh, they'll tell me. <laughs> yeah, it's true. You know, and, well, and just let it entertain. My my point is are are do these distractions that do these forms of entertainment that we as people use, do they detract from our ability to critically think because we're we're I hate to say wasting, but we're utilizing brain power that could have been otherwise utilized elsewhere. We have to have a reliable dopamine fix. That reward system is there, whether we're in the woods without Wi-Fi, with nothing, you know, there's no flat screen in front of us. You're in the woods, just you're going to figure out a way to get a dopamine fix. You're doing camping wrong. (laughs) Doing camping wrong, yeah. (laughs) Bring bring electricity and a generator, yeah. Solar panels. Solar panels, yes, much better for the environment. Uh, A giant RV. Maybe. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's try that. I like to bring my coal generator. 
<laughs> I have a whole fracking system that I bring with me. Uh, so I'm usually okay. But if you're if you're not in front of your phone, you're going to be well, first of all, you're probably going to have like I ended up in the bathroom the other day without my phone and it was terrifying. You didn't I, read your shampoo bottle? Yeah, I, shampoo I read everything <laughs> that was in there, and it was terrible. There was no good comments on any of the posts. <laughs> <laughs> was, you could just, like, leave messages on the walls or it something? It was awful. I didn't, I, for a good time, I was like, what is you this? You know, I, this is totally off topic, but people have said, like, what did you do in the bathroom before smartphones? And yeah. Like, when I was a kid, it was normal for people to have, like, magazines in their bathroom. And sure. The, and it, it was kind of gross, but at the same time, it was just kind of accepted. Kind of gross. I never even thought about it. You you never think about all the poo particles no. just chilling I, out I, on. The I never did, but now I will. <laughs> That's the same reason why they tell you not to leave your toothbrush out in the open because every time you flush, it just shoots poo particles it shoots everywhere. Shoots poop. Okay. <laughs> we have these two brains. We have the primitive brain, which is kind of a reptile brain. Your brain has again, it's just locked up in this skull. It's just getting patterns, and it's going ah. Caffeine's good. I like that. I don't. It doesn't even care what it is. Caffeine, if it's coffee or soda, whatever it is, whatever is giving you that fix, it's going. Ah, I found that pattern. I like that pattern. And then it engages your frontal lobe for you to go. Oh, you know what I need to do? I need to go to work today. Why? I don't know. What was it underneath that you didn't hear? Was it the drive for a certain amount of sex? Was it the drive for a certain amount of admiration? Was it the drive for a certain amount of caffeine? All of, all of the above, all these different things combine, and and now this very complicated process begins of you obtaining this thing that you didn't even know you wanted, but somewhere deep inside it wants it. Why don't we think critically about it? And I think it's because your brain just goes, I want the easiest, quickest, least path of least resistance way to get that fix. Right. And therein lies, you know, meth addiction, heroin addiction. All sorts of other things that that just allow you to go. Bam! I, you know, I have a quick A equals B. I got my fix. I'm done. Why? Why live this really complicated world when I can do it that way? Your prefrontal cortex was put together. It was developed by your primitive brain. Your primitive brain was first millions of years ago, and slowly but surely, we see the skull sizes in the fossil record get bigger and bigger. And then, of course, we get fire, and then fire pre-digests our food for us, so we can pull in more calories, and it grows even more. What we end up with is this ability to have a calendar and some calculation and some memory that we didn't have before and a lot of different things we didn't have access to prior. And, uh, and now we have this way to go, hey, can I, can I com- come up with a way to get this caffeine in a more sustainable way than what my primitive brain wants? My primitive brain just says, I want sex. I want it now. I think you're making it overly complicated. You do? <laughs> I, I do. I really do. Because, read the book. I read the book. Happiness hypothesis. Yes. Oh, and you think I'm making it more complicated? Oh, he read the no. book. Oh shit! It's over now. Thanks, NASA. I'm gonna thank them for the infrared thermometer. Thanks, NASA. Thanks, NASA. I uh, have one in this room. It's a great invention. I have Thanks, one NASA. It's like an okay <laughs> invention. It's what did you just say? <laughs> you live in the valley here i mean this is pretty hot he yeah lives in, he lives in an apartment so he doesn't have to pay for his oh own you don't stuff. care about your i have to pay for my electricity i don't know hey, do you know how apartments work <laughs> <laughs> i don't live in like a commune <laughs> well thanks for joining us stay tuned next week we'll be talking more with
with Jordan about some streaming, some gaming, and uh, critical thinking. Thanks again.